Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. you chose to spend your morning right here with us. So whether you're with us in person or watching us online, go ahead and stand to your feet and let's worship God big together today.
grateful that God came, broke those chains, found us wherever he did, he found you in that moment when you trusted him. Man, that is my story, and I hope that's your story today, that it's our God who redeemed you. But God didn't just leave you there in that moment because he's alive, he's working, and he has a way. No matter what you're facing today, your circumstances, what seems impossible, God has a way out for you. And so let's lean in and worship him big today.
stop working, never stop, never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, never stop working. You never stop, never stop working. Then 
Let's give it up huge for him because I'm going to tell you what. That grave, it's not there anymore. That tomb is empty. God is our living God. He's our living hope. And no matter how you came in today, God can transform your life this morning. Do you believe that, Real Life Church? Do you believe God's going to do something this morning? Man, I do too. And it is so good to worship with you. Hey, check out on the screen, got this powerful word straight from God's word in 2 Corinthians. It says this, therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory. And that glory far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Because what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I'm telling you what, guys, there are battles being fought in this room this morning and in people's lives this morning. You may not even know they're being fought, but I'm gonna tell you this, the Holy Spirit is in this place right now. God is working in people's lives right now, and he just wants to do something huge and powerful for you today. Do you believe that, Real Life Church? I'm declaring it, so I hope you believe it. It is gonna be a powerful morning. We are just so honored that you're here today. And before we do anything else, can we recognize an amazing group of people, a huge part of Real Life Church? They're called Real Life Church Online. They're in the back on that little camera. So if you wanna turn around and wave, you can, but at least let them hear you. Come on, let's let them feel welcome this morning. What's up, Real Life Church? We love worshiping with you each week, so throw up some hearts and some likes and throw a snowflake emoji in the comments. That's what we're dealing with out here in our parts. Hey, everybody in the room, great to see you. Will you wave at someone? Will you smile a little elbow or do something to greet the people around you and then have a seat? We're so blessed you're here today. While you're doing that, I wanna welcome anyone who's brand new to Real Life Church. If you're brand new online, there's a link I want you to click in the comments right now. If you're brand new in the room today, I invite you to get your phone out right now while I'm talking. Get that phone out and text RL New to 97,000. You see, when you click that link, when you send that text, a member of our connection team will reach out to you at some point this week completely digitally. We just want to check in on you. We just want to see how your Sunday morning went. We want to answer any questions that you might have about Real Life Church and see how we can be praying for you and your family as we kick off 2022. You're such a huge part of what we do here at Real Life Church just by being new and trying us out. And I just want to encourage you, man, come out next week. See what God has for your life when you come back out and just hear a good word and worship with some like-minded people. And hey, if you're brand new in the room today, don't leave here without stopping by our new here booth. We have a small gift for you. We just want to meet you. To give you a small gift is our way again of saying thank you for being here today. All right, guys, so the mission of Real Life Church, everything we do, everything that we're about is this. We exist to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. And I'm telling you what, guys, there are stories after stories, uh, just even from the last few weeks of God doing that very thing, taking people far from Him and just unlocking that purpose in their life. And I just wanna encourage you, if you've been on the fence, if you've been coming for a while, if you've been watching online for a while and you haven't taken that next step to be on mission with us, I just encourage you to do that. And here's a super practical, super simple way. If you're online, click the share button, boom. You're on mission with us at Real Life Church. If you're here today in person, invite someone in your life that's close to you and far from God. 
boom, a simple invite. Hey, come out to church with me next week. We'd love to see you there. You're on mission with Real Life Church. See, we're not gonna ask anything crazy from you. Just to find those people that are close to you and just give them some hope. Give them hope that's only found in Christ Jesus. I hope you'll pray about that this week. That's a word of encouragement, nothing less. It's gonna be a good one, guys, getting on mission in 2022. Hey, speaking of 2022, it depends on where you are, so I can't make a blanket statement. I'll say personally, man, it's been a pretty pretty on-fire start to the year. It's been great, but you know what? I also know that it is, it's been a bit of a struggle as well, and that's totally okay. We get that that's gonna happen, but you know, whether it's going really well, whether it's been a struggle for you, a lot of that comes from a couple different places. Number one, your thoughts, what we're thinking about. Are we letting the world, are we letting the craziness come in and suffocate the good to suffocate the Word of God? And the other thing is habits. What are some habits that we're just dragging with us into 2022? I want to invite you to get your uh, Bibles out. I want to invite you to open up version and follow along because Pastor Sean's got an amazing word today about how we can break some of those bad habits to get our thoughts right. So we're talking about breaking bad habits. I guess this is uh, our version of Heisenberg here or Walter White. And, uh, yeah, anyway, real, <laughs> give it up for Sean Petrie. That wasn't a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> I love you, Drew, so much passion. Hey, even though it is cold outside, are you guys ready for God to do something on the inside? Come on, read God to speak to you. I know you didn't get up early and get in the, uh, well, you didn't get up that early. It's second gathering, right? But you didn't get out in the cold for nothing. So I'm just praying God's going to speak to you today. And uh, if you're new with us, thanks for being in the house. Man, thanks for uh, checking us out. Maybe you're new online. And maybe you've been back a few times and uh, just checking us out. I encourage you, man, invite you back next week. I uh, just love you guys are here. We're at church for you. Set all this up in the cold for you. Battled snow. And so uh, give up everybody's new one more time. Let them know you love them. Come on. If not, we're in a Chiefs jersey. Chiefs, that's all right. We love you. Uh, man, Bengals, they had a good weekend, right? Man, they were so excited. We had a Bengal fan last gathering. Was, they were so excited. So, man, 31 years, you know. So I saw Super Nintendo came out the same time that they last time won a playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's good for you guys. I'm excited. Um, but I want to give a shout-out to somebody on the team. Um, we have somebody joined our team this last week, and, man, just an incredible, incredible uh, servant, and just God's been working this guy's life. And his name's Clint. He's actually, I don't know, Clint, are you in here? Give me a he-ye. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know if you rounded through, but so he's serving this week. He jumped on our team through crash course, and he jumped in serving, and uh, he's going to tear down today. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man, this guy's got a servant's heart. And uh, he was so bummed out, he couldn't come out to framing at, at the Hope Center last Saturday. And so he came out Tuesday, he came out the other night, and just, just killing it, incredible heart. And uh, one of the things he says, and if you get to meet him, it's just, oh, this is all in his heart. He says all the time, he's like, come in, I come into real life, and the thing that gets me every time is you guys set this up for people like me. Wow. And this guy's like not been going to church, just, his heart's not been with God, and it just... Man, God's been soul-shaping him through Christmas, and he's just all in. It's just really, really cool to see. So I don't know if Clint's out there, but give it up for Clint. Come on. Let him know you love him. It's why we do this, you know. And so if you've got friends or people that maybe are just on the edge of God, this is what we exist for. This is why the church really exists. And so, uh, man, we're jumping into a, a series, hashtag 2022, third part. And uh, we did last week, we talked about winning the warrior mind. Like your thoughts are so powerful. Your life is always moving in the strongest thoughts you have. And so we asked you guys to write down these daily declarations. 
Like, what is that area, that stronghold? You have to declare to God. You have to think about it. You have to confess. And you have to say it until you believe it. And we encourage you guys, if you're here last week, man, to write some de- declarations, some things you got to tell yourself every single day, like put that word of truth in your life and told you to put it on your mirror or bring it with you in your car ride to, to work. And I don't know if you guys did this, so if you didn't do it, no big deal. But for some of you guys, man, you took that and you said, I'm going to run with it. So if you wrote a declaration, you've been using it, and it's been something uh, kind of impactful, if that's you, we just raise your hand if you've been doing the declarations. Come on. Let's see those hands up high. I like that. I'm going to jump over here. I'm not going to say anything embarrassing, but this is Rose, so I can pick on Rose. She's good like that. She's such a hipster today, by the way. She's, I'm going casual. I know, you're like a hipster all the time, so Jared's been dressing you. It's cool. Um, Oh, I know, I know. You didn't tell me that. So, declarations. Uh, maybe just tell me, like, uh, or tell everybody, nothing personal, but uh, what difference is it making for you? Maybe what value is it added for you? I think it just starts your mindset off right in the morning. Like, when you have that, you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So, I'll just say, one of mine is, like, partially Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast, where he was, like, doing leadership declarations. And so, I was like, I want to be an organized um, an organized leader, and so it's just like, what am I going to do? I'm going to declare that, and like, now what am I going to, I to figure out who I am, now I want to figure out what I'm going to do with that, and so I got a daily planner, and so now I'm scheduling things out, and I feel like I am more effective. Yeah, so like who affects your do, and you're yeah. going to get organized this year. First. It's pretty good, I like that. So what's something surprising about it? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what you do, gather good thoughts. So what's something surprising about it, or has anything surprised you about doing it? Um, how more effective I can be when I am organized and scheduled. Yeah, so get your mindset on. Yeah, it's empowering. And uh, I've talked to so many people that they do this, and it's like I was so surprised how empowering it was to look myself in the eyes and say, this is who I am. Like, no one does that. Like, most of the time they're telling you the opposite. And so to have that kind of confidence every single day. So I'd encourage you, if you don't have declarations, I saw some of you had declarations, man, write something out. What's God asking you to do? And so today we're going to jump into the third part of the series. And the third part of this uh, is probably the hardest part if you're going to talk about making 2022 a breakout year, like the best year yet, uh, we're going to talk about the hard thing today. And uh, you came to the snow. You're going to hear the hard stuff, so we're going to go for that. Um, but we're going to talk about stopping habits. Matter of fact, I'm going to call this message Breaking Bad. Come on, somebody. Um, this is why Drew was all over that earlier and made no sense to anybody. Uh, but it's good. But Breaking Bad. How do you break bad habits? Uh, there's things that we brought into this year that, you know, time changed, but the habits are still the same. Like, how do we move past that? How do we break the habits in our life? And the reality is, if I were to ask you about your goals or about stuff in your life, you all have positive goals. You'd be like, hey, I want to I be physically fit. Come on, right? I'm a machine, right? Uh, I want to be financially healthy. Uh, I mean, I want my family relationships to be great. My marriage to be great. Uh, I want to be a generous person. I mean, so many of you have told me, and I'm going to hold you to this, you've told me time and time again, Pastor, if I win the lottery, I'm going to build you a church, you know, right? Like, I'm holding it to it, right? I'm, I'm praying you win the lottery, right? Um, but you'll be, your goal is to be generous. Set these, like, big goals to do this stuff. Um, and nobody ever tells himself some negative, right? Like, no one sets a goal to say, like, hey, I'm going to put on five pounds a year, you know, until I weigh 100 pounds more, right? Like, no, no one says that. Or no one says, I want to live paycheck to paycheck. My goal is just to barely survive to the weekend. I want to be stressed out about money. Man, my goal is to work for a mediocre company, mediocre job. I just can't wait to show up, punch the clock, and barely get through. I mean, nobody said a goal, so I'll be a raging addict in five years, right? No one said, I, want, I can't wait to lose my family. I can't wait to lose my job and, 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 and lose control. I can't wait to lose trust in my kids. Like, nobody in a million years set these goals out, but all these little decisions you make every single day, these habits drive 
our life. And so we rarely end up where we are today by one bad decision or really one good decision. Now, it does happen time to time. There's tragedies. Things happen. But the reality is most of our life is a summation of our choices, of our habits. And so it's never just like, ah, man, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's not that. There's a lot of steps that go that way. But we like to summarize the season, right? Like people say, uh, well, she cheated on me. We got divorced. Okay, that, that was a summary. Uh, there was probably more to the story of all these steps along the way. Or, oh, he struggled with his weight and had a heart attack. It's like, dude, there's a lot of big day donuts. Come on, somebody. There's a lot of quick trip stops, man, that taquitos, I mean, all the pizza. I mean, there's a lot of beverage involved with this, right? Uh, or, hey, he just got look over his company. There's a project he got behind on. They let him go. It's like, man, there's a, probably a series of choices and things that led to this instant. And so I want to give you one profound summary statement you found in the Bible, and it's pretty prolific. It's found in Judges 16 verse 1. This is a story of Samson, and Samson's born with God-given potential, and he starts making these bad choices. He starts walking down the wrong road, and this is his summary statement of when his life begins to fall apart. It says this, Judges 16, 1. It says, one day, somebody say one day. One day, Samson went to Gaza. Now, it was, just, it was just happened on that day, but he had some bad habits. He went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute. So this is a summary statement. Matter of fact, this is a big summary statement. He's going to make a lot of bad choices to get to this city. Now, think about this. Samson, he, he's an Israelite. And so the home quarters, the, like the, the base of all the Philistine army, is in Gaza. So here he is walking into enemy territory, going out of his way to go see a prostitute. And if you know where Samson lives, he lives in this town of Zorah. That's his hometown. And he would have traveled all the way to Gaza, which was 25 miles away. Now, this is before you had Uber and e-bikes. Come on, somebody. Who, an e-bike. What an e-bike? like an exercise-free bike, right? Um, or the, before that, bikes or anything, right? He has to go all the way there. So most likely he would have walked all the way into enemy territory just to see a prostitute. Now, here's a question for you. How many people do you imagine would walk in enemy territory for 25 miles just to get a squeeze, a little hubba-hubba, right? A little how you doing, right? How many people do you think would do that, right? Probably countless people, right? Every day, people do this. They make bad decisions. They're walking the wrong path, the wrong road in their life just to do something they shouldn't do. You think about 25 miles. I'm a pastor. I work, only work on Sundays. Come on, somebody. Right? I've been sleeping all week. This all just happened by accident. And uh, I got here. Um, but I did a little math on this. So 25 miles is 56,250 steps. 56,000, he walked 56,250 steps in the wrong direction through enemy territory to see a prostitute. I mean, that is 56,250 bad decisions, just walking in these habits every single day. And the reality is we're creatures of habit. Matter of fact, you guys maybe came in today and you might have sat in the same seat you sat in last week. <laughs> this is my pew. It's always been my pew, Right? I mean, you could, it's, people are so predictable. And so, so for Samson, he's making all the wrong choices. And the reality is our life is probably similar. Our life probably didn't get wrecked in one bad decision or one wrong step or one wrong moment of time. And so today, talking about habits is so important and how to break a bad habit. I believe you look back at 2022, this is the year. Like when you look at hashtag 2022 and you look at the rest of your post this year, when you look back in five years or one year or 10 years, you're like, that was the breakout year for me. That was the year I took that habit I was struggling with for a long season of my life, and I put it to death. I want to call this message putting Satan in a chokehold is what I want to call this message, you know, because there's strongholds in our life. There's habits that we have that hold us down. So what's one habit for you? 
I know some for everybody. It ain't no perfect people, right? What, what's the habit? What's the unhealthy thing? What's the thing that's unhelpful? What's the thing that's ungodly in your life that's driving you the wrong direction? What habit do you need to break today? Look what it says in James, James 1, 21. It says this, so get rid of. He says, cut out, let go, burn to the ground every filthy habit. Get rid of every filthy habit and all wicked conduct. And, you know, that's like, Okay, pastor, what am I going to do with that, right? But the good news is, is that God is with you. and He's here to help you. You're not going to do this on your own. He said, submit to God. I love that. Like, put, put God first. Like, accept the word he's going to plant in your heart today. And the reality is, as you hear this message, God's going to speak a word into your heart. God's going to say something to you, and you're like, okay, I got it. That's what God has for me. He says, this word in my heart which is able to save. So what's one bad habit you have to get rid of? What's, what's a habit in your life you need to, to kind of throw out? And if you're like me, I've probably got 27 bad habits. Come on, somebody. The closer you are to me, you're like, yeah, amen. You know, I know a pastor. I see what he's doing, you know. Um, but there's habits I've had to fight and battle in my life, and maybe this can relate to you. And so I'll share some of those ones that God has brought me through. Uh, probably the biggest habit I had growing up when I was a teenager into college is I was looking at pornography. Matter of fact, it was kind of a socially accepted thing, really even with my family. Matter of fact, my dad had brought a stack of uh, pornography into my bedroom and said, here you go, I found this, you know. And it's like, this is crazy, you know. And so this is the culture that I was, I was in. And so it was just normal, accepted. And, uh, and for me, like, it just drove me. Like, it was just uh, a habit I couldn't break. It was an addiction. Uh, it was a stronghold in my life. I wasn't going to tell everybody I had it, but that, that was what was going on. And the reality is to break that habit, I had to enlist some people. I had to enlist some, some accountability partners. There's, I got this thing on my, my computer and my, my uh, devices called X3 Watch. And X3 Watch notifies somebody anytime you go to a maybe inappropriate website based on the URLs and all this stuff. And so it's just different where you know somebody is going to get an email, a notification that you're doing something you shouldn't do. A- amen? I mean, it's a little different. You're like, oh, people are watching. People know what's going on. And so I had to put that in my life to safeguard myself and to break this habit and, and God moving my heart and desires. Uh, one, of the, one of the addictions in my life, and this one is, is so subtle. Uh, this one is actually championed by so many people, and it's good in the right context, but it becomes very, very dangerous when it's what drives you. And for me, I was accomplishment-driven, like to the extreme. Like I'm, I'm a 4-0 kind of person. Like, I can just study, 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 just come on, do the best. And I could not be well-rounded. And when I'm a leader at the time, I could just push for achievement. I could step on people, come on, somebody, right? I can slam the ball in, win the game, and the four dead people behind me, you know what I'm saying? Like, just one of those people, like, I, I'm just so driven to accomplish it, I could forget to build a team or empower people. And uh, that was an addiction, this addiction of being right or the addiction of achieving. And um, my wife's not saying amen, but she knows it's true, right? Um, one of the addictions I, I battle, and this is an addiction I still battle, every time I I think I win this addiction. It just keeps coming back. It's the addiction to sugar. Come on, somebody. Right? I mean, that sugar keeps calling out its name. Uh, come on. Pepsi, Coke, Frappuccinos, Big Daddy Donuts. I mean, I'm speaking some of your languages, right? I mean, it's just every time it's like, man, why am I, I shouldn't be doing this, man. I'm working too hard to, to drink this drink, but here I'm drinking drink. drink. Uh, this year I set a goal to lose 25 pounds. I'm proud to say I'm 16 days in. I've only got 30 pounds to go. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying, right? You know it's true. I'm just telling you, it's going the wrong direction. Uh, but the reality is it's never too late to do the right thing. It's never too late. It's never too late. I've been, oh, man, I'm struggling. Hey, it's never too late to stop and just turn around. If you're 24 miles into a journey, if you're like Samson, you're walking up to the door of the prostitute's house, and you're ready to knock, it's not too late just to go, man, not for me. And you can make a turn today. And I believe that what God has for you is a breakout year to break an addiction. So if you're going to break addiction, you have to define your addiction. So let's just start there. What, What addiction do you need to break? What is the thing in your life? 
And for some of you guys, it, it could be a bad attitude. This is not the time to point, by the way. Come on, somebody. Um, <laughs> right? Put on Seabass's tab, you know. Um, well, this is, it could be a bad attitude. It, it could be a, a gossiping tongue. You know, it, it could be a, kind of a complaining spirit, a complaining heart. It could be something like that that really you pick up on and other people know, but they're not going to tell you, you know. Uh, it could be something like that. It could be something with eating. Uh, it could be uh, eating disorder. Uh, you could be making yourself uh, puke or vomit. You could be just addicted to sugar. Uh, it could be late night snacks. Come on, somebody. Um, I was prepping this message. Literally, I was in the kitchen to put this on the couch. Prepping the message. I was eating. It was eating cheese. As I was prepping the message. I was like, dude, get rid of these Cheetos. I can't prep this message. Cheetos, Cheez Its, man. Cheez Its. You don't eat Cheetos. Cheetos are nasty. I was eating Cheez Its. I was like, man, why am I eating these Cheez Its? This is terrible, right? It could be a technological addiction. For some of you guys, you're addicted to video games. I mean, I, you're like, no, pastor's talking to me again. Uh, I mentioned that last week a little bit. But it starts out as fun, right? You're hanging out with your kids. You have these friends online. And all of a sudden, your relationships get a little sideways. You're not really spending time with your family or kids because you're addicted to this video game. I'm telling you, the average gamer is like 35 or 40. I'm telling you. I mean, it's like dads, man. Like dad bod for real. Video games does not help. Uh, social media. Uh, average person spends three hours a day on social media. Click, swipe, like. Uh, share, post. Some of you guys are so involved in social media, it's, it's just really crazy. I learn more about people on social media than they probably know. I like to kind of scroll through every now and then just so I can watch the people at the church, you know, hey, that's what I think, that's cool. Uh, but some of you guys are, man, so into it. It's like, you just have to be right, you're fighting all the time. Some of you guys, Facebook actually took your social media. <laughs> you got banned and you like came to me like, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. This happened to a few people last year because they're so into it and it was just part of their life. It just wasn't what they did, it just became who they are. Uh, for some of us, the addiction might be with uh, Netflix binge watching. Come on, somebody. I mean, that show, Cobra Kai. Come on, somebody. I mean, dude, just flashback to my childhood happened. and I mean, the show is so boring and irrelevant, but, man, what? It's just like, man, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, why Diane knows. She's like, why are you watching this? You're such a fool, you know? I mean, if you don't know what Cobra Kai is, good. You're so blessed. All right? Uh, maybe technological addiction is, is pornography. Matter of fact, this is crazy stat that 25% of every click on the internet is pornographic material. 25%. You, you just think about how much time you spend on the phone every day and think about 25% of that being pornography. It's, 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 it's an epidemic. It, it, it's crazy. And this addiction is running rampant through the church, through us, through people. And it's something we have to break and set free. And this is what I believe God has for this year. It could be addiction to substance. It could be uh, nicotine, it, it could be sugar, uh, it could be uh, prescription medication, it could be pill popping, it could be an illegal substance. But here's the reality, at the end of the day, if more than one person tells you you have a problem, you have a, you have a problem. You really do. And uh, I, I mean, for some of you, there's been people chasing you down for a long time because they care about you, telling you that what you're doing right now is not going to work out. Somebody might have told you, dude, that relationship you're in, that's poison. Someone might have told you that. And they're, they're probably right. There's a message this guy preached, and I love the message title. It was called That Girl's Poison. You know, you can say that guy's poison. I mean, because there's relationships that you shouldn't be in. So some, some of you guys are married, and, and somebody's telling you, hey, that relationship you have over there, that's not good. And you're going, well, it's not a problem. Oh, it's a problem. It's a real problem. I'm just telling you, so many times I've passed out a counseling number. And then two years later, they come to me, and it's like, hey, our marriage is over. It's not going good. I'm like, did you ever reach out to that counselor? No, I, I didn't call him. I'm like, dude, like, why not? It's like we all see it. We're trying to help you. And I'm not saying to discourage you, but the reality is when people say you have a problem, there's reality. You, you probably, have a, probably have a problem. 
as much as you don't want to hear it, you, you need to receive it, and you need to take it seriously and say, okay, I need to get some work in my life. And so maybe there's some places somebody said, hey, you shouldn't go there. Hey, you need to change your attitude. Man, you're just working too much. Like, you, you need to slow down. You need to get with your family. Man, you, you shouldn't be doing that. Hey, you, you shouldn't be saying that. Hey, these things are just God speaking to you. So how do you break the habit? I mean, you got an identity. Maybe God's shown you, hopefully. Has God shown you a habit yet? Come on, put your hand up if you got a habit. I got Put your hand up there. Don't be shy. You got a habit. Okay. And all the perfect people, polish the halo. It's cool. Um, but how do you break a habit? How, how do you break a habit in your life? Number one is this. If you're going to break a habit, you have to make it difficult to do. Just make it difficult. Make it hard to go to that place. Make, make it hard to do that thing. Uh, put some, put some uh, space between you and the temptation. Uh, think about this. If you're trying to get healthy this year, and uh, somebody puts a big old box of big daddy donuts in front of you, come on, somebody. And, and, and you're like, you're, you're sitting there saying, no weapon formed against me will stand. Come on, somebody, right? Like you're battling these donuts. You mean you start smelling them, right? And, and you're saying, man, I can do all things through Christ who, whoo, those donuts smell good, right? You're strengthening me, right? And like no temptations taken, taken man with such as common man, and with it he'll make a way to escape. Randy's got an awesome tattoo about the way to escape on his arm, right? And, uh, but with that, you're like, but these donuts are so good. And you put those donuts in your face, what's going to happen? You're going to eat all those donuts. Come on, somebody, right? I mean, you, you can't just, just be in front of it, right? You have to make it difficult for you to fall into the same old trap. And that's what the Bible says. Solomon says it this way in Proverbs 4. He says, do not set foot on the path of the wicked. Now, I love that. Like, if that path is a path that shouldn't go down, he's like, don't even put your foot on it. Don't, don't even go that direction. Matter of fact, if sin's way over there, just be like, hey, no, I'm good. Because once you get up on it, you're like, ah, oh, the temptation is so much greater. He says, don't set a foot on the path of wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. And he says these four things are so powerful. He says, just, uh, just avoid the path. Like, don't even travel on this path. Don't, don't turn from it. Just go your own way. Don't, don't even go that direction. If you know that relationship is poison, I mean, if you, if you know that that place leads to problems, if you know that it's going to turn into something negative, just avoid it all together. The first thing you do is you really have got to avoid some of the things that we have in our life. The addiction is just to break it, right? Uh, number two is this, and it has to do with the cycle of a habit. And uh, you guys are all creatures of habits, you know? I mean, just repetitive. I mean, it's, it's so much of uh, what we do is just muscle memory. The where, where we drive, how we drive there. I mean, literally everything's like, man, you look at it, it's like, I just do the same thing I've always done. And it's just habit. It's like a trigger, an action, response. That there's some kind of trigger that happens. You're like, oh, yeah, I got to do that. And there's an action response that repeats itself. And these triggers are really important to understand. And so the big triggers are, are really time, like a certain time of day. Uh, a certain time this thing happens, a certain time this addiction is going, this habit takes place, there's a place it happens at. Maybe it's at a certain location, at a friend's house, or at your house, or when nobody's around. And another trigger is mood. Who knows, uh, hangry's a real thing. Come on, somebody. You know, for real. Amen. You know, everybody's for real. They're feeling it, right? Just hangry, right? But there's a mood that happens, right? Uh, or you do something when you're angry. I mean, I'm telling you, when you're stuck in traffic, you're not the same person. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just telling you, I've seen some, some waves from people at church. I was driving, oh, it's the pastor, you know? Uh, or they're like, that's the pastor. Okay. Um, but there's a moment when it happens, maybe when you get off work and you're stressed, or maybe when you're by yourself and nobody's around. And one of the biggest triggers is just being around the wrong people. Maybe it's the right people doing the right thing, right? But the people in your life make so much difference. And so if you're going to break a habit, the second thing is just remove the trigger. Like you just have to, to get away from that trigger in your life. And time and place is so important with this. Like if you're hanging the wrong people in the wrong places, doing the wrong stuff, I mean, you're going to end up in a bad habit. And I think about David in the Old Testament. Uh, David, David was a man after God's heart. I mean, David was full on to Jesus. I mean, he was like focused on the things of God. 
He was searching for God's heart, and he ends up doing something he never should have done because he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. Literally just ends up there uh, because of choices. It didn't just happen all of a sudden, but that's where the trigger happened. As a matter of fact, he uh, committed adultery with, uh, with a lady that was on the rooftop bathing named Bathsheba. And he uh, ended up getting her pregnant, and then he sent her husband out to the front line of the war and had him killed to fight the battle, knowing that he wouldn't live so he could hide all of this to have his son Solomon. And so this is what happens at the very beginning of the story. This is where he's at in the wrong place in the wrong time. 2 Samuel 11, 1 says this. It says, in springtime, when kings go off to war. What it's saying is in the springtime, here's David. He, he should be out in the battlefield. He should be leading the troops. He shouldn't even be home in the palace. He, he shouldn't even be back in his hometown. He should be a leading where God has called him to go. But it says, it, it says this. It says David what? David, David sent. Instead of David leading, David delegated. Instead of going where God called him to go in, in the springtime, he's supposed to be at war, he sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. He wasn't supposed to be back home. He wasn't supposed to be on his balcony. He wasn't supposed to be looking over the city. He was supposed to be fighting as the man of God, the army, and leading the army that God called him to do. But instead, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he sees Bathsheba on the rooftop, a few houses over, and says, hey, that's, that's mine. I'm going to have her. And he sends the servants, and he commits adultery with Bathsheba. It's not Bathsheba's fault. He shouldn't have been home. He shouldn't have been there. You've heard your parents say, what are you doing out there? You know, there's places we roam and things we look at and sites we visit and people around that we shouldn't be around. There's, there's things we do that we shouldn't do, and the reality is that trigger, we got to shift it. Like David should have been at war, and maybe we're not at war. We're, like, doing our own thing. Maybe, maybe we're just making life all about ourselves. Maybe we're, we're playing video games or being couch potatoes, and we're spending too much time away from everybody else because God has called us somewhere, but we're living in the wrong place in the wrong time. The biggest trigger is probably people. Just the reality. Like the people who are around shape your life completely. Like the people who are around shape you. They like really move you in a direction. And it's so important to get the right people around your life. Matter of fact, there's so much about this. The studies show over and over again, the closer you are to someone, the more you're likely to imitate who they are. There's one study that tracked 12,000 people for 32 years. This is incredible. Can you imagine tracking 12,000 people for 32 years? And th this is the results of the study. There's two points that really stuck out. It said this, if you have one friend who's significantly overweight, there's a 57% chance that you'll be overweight as well. You have one friend significantly overweight. That, that, that's crazy because what happens is you pick up the same habits, that, that ha you eat the same restaurants, you do the same thing, you just become like them because the habits pour over. Now the good news is they also found if you have one friend that loses weight, lose a significant amount of weight, there's a 33% chance that you'll lose a significant amount of weight as well. Literally, this is, this is incredible. Think about the power of people in your life. Literally, the, the people you surround yourself literally shape your life. I mean, think about that. Literally. Like your body starts to look like the people you hang out with. Now we're gonna talk about your heart. Now we're talking about your, your mind or your soul or your spirit or your attitude. We're just talking about your body physically. If the power of a habit is so powerful to shape how you look, how powerful it is for your mind and your soul. I'm telling you, people around make all the difference in your life. Proverbs 13, 20 says this, says, walk with the wise and you become wise for a companion of fools suffers harms. What it's saying is if you hang out with wise people, most likely you're gonna become more wise. But if you hang out with fools, you become a what? You become a fool. 
you, you just end up like the people you are. You know, birds of a feather flock together. You just become more like them. And so can I encourage you, if you have a habit in your life you need to break, if there's a relationship, maybe it's your marriage and you're like, man, I want my marriage to be healthy. Can I encourage you to hang out with some people that got some wise marriages? Can I, can I encourage you to find some models in your life and learn from people down the road from you? Can I encourage you to hang out with people that champion marriage? that champion family, that champion their kids. Can I encourage you just to get the right people around you and all of a sudden your life's gonna start shaping and changing just because of relationships you have. You know, the reality is I feel really, really blessed to have the friends I have in my life. Matter of fact, I really believe you have one good friend you're doing really well in life. You have one good friend in your life that's wiser than you, that's pointing you a direction I think you're doing good. And for me, I have the closest friends and it's just because of a series of choices. God has brought these incredible friends, people who love God, I don't ever have to wonder if they're going to champion the things of God in my life. People who love the church, have a passion to serve. I mean, these people are the most generous people in the world. Most generous people I've ever met. And they're looking at them going, how, how would you do that? Like, how can you be so open-handed and so open-hearted to people? They're challenging me because they're ahead of me. Um, these people are extremely hard workers. I'm just telling you, you want to be my friend, you better work hard. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying, right? I mean, another way of saying it. But that's my closest friends. Like, these people love their family. I mean, they fight for their family. Their families aren't perfect. My family's not perfect. But they champion their kids. They love their kids. I'm just blessed to have those kind of people in my life. And I didn't have, my life's not always been that way. I mean, I've not always had that kind of inventory, those kind of friends in my life. And I've had to, to pursue those relationships and make those shifts. But you know how hard it would be to be a pastor of a church and have friends that are pulling you down all the time? You know how hard it would be to live a godly life with ungodly friends? Matter of fact, I'd almost tell you that's impossible to, to have a godly life with, with people taking you the wrong direction. I mean, you, you cannot have a healthy life with unhealthy friends. Now, I'm not saying cut out your unhealthy friends. I think you should have unhealthy friends. Jesus called us to those friends. But those last 10% friends, the friends that know you, those, the friends that you look up to, the ones you can't wait to get their feedback from, the ones you spend your time with, those friends, they're even the wise people in your life. And if you don't have those wise people, I would encourage you to go find them. That's why our church exists. Our church exists to put you in relationships with people that can take you further and farther and faster. And so we have all these life groups getting ready to launch here in just a few weeks. And I would encourage you to get into a group of people that you say, you know, I look, I look at that leader and I think, I want to be that leader. Matter of fact, I was part of the Rainbow Chamber of Commerce. I'm on this chamber board. And uh, you join committees. And the only reason I joined some of the committees is I looked at the leader and I thought, I want to be like that leader. I don't, I don't care about what this committee is doing. I'll do whatever it takes. But I love to be like that leader. And so I'm always selecting, like, that kind of mentality. I want to be around the right people in my life. 1 Corinthians 15, said this. It says, do not be misled. Like, don't be a fool. Don't be confused about this. Bad company corrupts good character. I mean, you're just going to become with who you hang out with. If you look at your friends like, I don't like to be like them, then don't be like them. Just find somebody else to roll with. There's so many people you can hang out with. And I know it doesn't so cool and it's not popular, but the reality is that's what shapes your life. Shapes your life. Third thing is this. Not only are you going to make it difficult, you're going to move triggers. The third thing is this. You're going to interrupt the action. You've got to break the cycle. For some of you guys, it's getting up on time. Come on. I'm a snoozer. Anybody like the snooze? Hit the snooze button. Anybody like that? Come on, raise your hand. I'm the only one like that. Um, some of you are morning people, like Scott Germain. He's up so early. Um, Barry gets up at 4 o'clock. I mean, I got here at 6 this morning. I had a trailer and everything. I pull in, and Barry had already salted the place and plowed this. I'm like, dude, you're, he probably didn't go to bed. Let's be real. He's a laid out. He didn't even go to bed. No, he gets up at 4 every morning. Dude's crazy, you know. Um, 
But, you know, if you can't get up in the morning, you hit that snooze button, you just got to interrupt the action. Just take your phone and just move it where you had to get out of bed, right? Don't you hate me when I'm saying that? All the parents look at their kids, you know? I mean, they just got to move it, you know? And it's like, oh, man. That, that, but you just interrupt the action, right? For some of you guys, you got to interrupt the action. Some, some of you guys are scrolling stuff on your phone. Maybe it's pornography. And you just got to get this X3 watch. You can download it, pull on your phone, and list some people to help you. I guarantee you when, when, when you, when your mom or dad or your friend or somebody else knows you're clicking on that, whoa, it's amazing how that habit changes, amen? It's just gone. It's like, whoa, wow, don't start with that anymore. It's gone. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, nobody wants to be caught like that. But the reality is you kind of you care about enough about yourself to break those habits. It's what you need to do to start out. Uh, for, for some of you guys, it's overspending. You got those credit cards, just, you know, it's so easy. Swipe, 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 swipe right? And you're pay, trying to pay off debt, you're getting all this debt. Um, I mean, the, reality, the reality is just make, make it a step, make it harder, interrupt the action. Just go cash only. Come on, we're going to go old school. Little Dave Ramsey met this envelope full of cash, and you're like, oh, this is painful, you know? Like, make it cost you something. Like, don't, don't make it easy. The world make, makes it easy for you to spend all your money. Make it hard to spend your money. Let's be honest. Some of you guys got to make some, some big, 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 big shifts. I mean, some of you guys get dead serious about this year. Some of you guys are in, in deep with gambling. Maybe you're in deep in a relationship you shouldn't be in. Or maybe, maybe you're deep in an addiction. Maybe it's alcoholism. Maybe it's a substance abuse. Um, whatever this thing is in your life, for some of you guys, you do something a little more. And you need to take a step. A step that this year is going to be one of those years to look back on. And it's like, man, I'm so glad I did that. Some of you guys need to check yourself into rehab. Some of you guys get serious enough to take something up on the offer to send you a teen challenge for $700. Like some of you guys get serious enough to be like, hey, I've had enough. I'm at the end of myself. Like I'm the bottom rung. I've got to put a new foundation down. I've got to pull myself out from my friends. I've got to walk away from, from my addictions. I've got to go somewhere where I can't get my supply. I've got to reprogram my brain, and I've got to go somewhere. And the reality is as many times I've offered to help people do this, most people don't take me up on it. Most people don't. They're too unwilling too unwilling to change, too unwilling to give up their drugs, too unwilling to give up their relationships, but the reality is that is what's gonna make 2022 your best year. When you look back, you have maybe the six months of your life, you're like, that was really hard, and it was kind of a cold day, but the reality is God does his best work in the hard, cold days, amen? God starts speaking to you in those seasons. I would encourage you when somebody says you've got a problem with this and you think it's a joke and then somebody else has a problem with that to take it seriously. And if you're in deep and up to your neck, maybe God removes that thing from you or maybe you just got to fight it out. You know, you've got to fight that addiction. I would encourage you. We're championing you. We're supporting you. behind you. But some of you guys got to make a really, really hard choice. And you got to say, you know what? I've got to go to rehab. I've got to step out. I'm not going to, this isn't a joke. I'm not playing games. Like, I'm going to take my life that seriously. And we look back that year, 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, it's like a legacy-changing moment. We're like, I just changed trajectory. Today you may take one step in the right direction, and 20 years from now you, you've walked how many tens of thousands of miles in the right direction. And people go, how did you get there? It's like, man, I had this one moment. I decided I was gonna, I'm done with that. I'm breaking the cycle in my life. You know, for some of you, it's got to play it forward. Like, why, why does this habit matter so much? Just think about it. Just fast forward five years and, and look look back. And what would you say, man? You say, man, I'm so proud. Man, that was in the Bible. I was so proud I got connected to church. I was so proud that the way I led my family and how I, how I handled situations. I'm so glad that I, I was called to serve and I said yes to God. And man, I was, I was so proud that I had patience. Or for some of us, or maybe a lot of us, might look back in five or 10 years and say, man, I wish I would have. I, I wish I would have spent more time at home. Man, I, I wish I still saw, I wish I would have not have been so bitter and have more time with that person. I wish I would have let it go 
to spend more time with maybe some of my family that we haven't talked to in years, maybe a friend or a family member, or a father or son or son or daughter. Man, I wish I would have not been so hard on my kids. Like, I wish I would have prayed more. I wish I would have given more. Like, I wish I never would have started looking at pornography. Like, I wish I never would have started drinking. I wish I never would have played video games because I spent so much time, I wasted so much time on that stuff. Someone's gonna look back and have that story. But the reality is this. Think about Samson. 56,250 steps in the wrong direction. And the good news is, that means there's 56,250 opportunities for you to stop and turn back. Come on, somebody. You have 56,250 opportunities. Just be like, hey, I'm done with that. And 2022, this is your year. This is your year to stop. This is your year to breaking bad. This is your year to say, you know what, I can't fix everything in my life but this one thing. God's called me to turn around. The, you know what Bible calls that? It calls it repentance. The Bible says repentance. It's just like, I got a new way of thinking. And I know what I'm doing is not right, so I'm going to go this direction. And all those decisions you make, all those steps add up over time. And so this year is one of those years you just start a new journey. I love going back and sharing the story of God breaking me through strongholds because that's a story God wants to write in your life. That's what God wants to do through this series, hashtag 2022. And so I also want to encourage you with this verse that's found in Zechariah 4, verse 10. It says this, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord, what? The Lord rejoices to see the work begin. You know, you know what? Nobody else may notice or some people may think, ah, you can't make it. Your friends that you're rolling with and they're thinking, ah, where's the old guy, right? Where's the old person used to be? And you make that one step and you turn around and say, nah, nah, not today. And Jesus and God just get a smile on his face because he rejoices that you're taking a step in your life. And so today I ask you to know, who is ready to break bad in 2022? Come on, somebody. You guys ready? Come on. Yes. You're like, oh man, I gotta have a challenge this year. You're gonna be challenged this year. And I'm just praying by the end of this year, your life is totally, totally different. Because just one decision over and over and over again to fight that battle. Our church is here for you. We have four free counseling sessions if you need help, seriously. Uh, we have resources to help you if you need to go to rehab. Uh, we have life groups to get plugged in, right relationships, change your life. And so I'm just excited to see what God's gonna do in your life. Father, come before you. God, I pray that you shape our souls, God, that we would not be found idle. God, we would be found falling in love with things in the world. God, we just do things differently because you just called us to. God, that we would love people far from God, but our heart will be set on those that are wise. Those are leaps, years in front of us, God, that our heart can take leaps. God, that we break addictions. God, our church would represent what the world wants, but doesn't know they need. God, that when people look at us and say, I don't know where that joy came from. I don't, I don't know what love came from. I don't know how your marriage is the way it is. I can't believe you, you love people the way you love people. I can't believe you serve the way you serve. It makes no sense to them because we're so radically different. And so, God, I pray your church would be salt, God, and light to a dark world because you've done something inside of us, God. Even on the coldest days, God, we're still showing up. God, we're still serving, we're still loving, we're still giving because we know who you are, God, who we are. So, God, I pray we drive a stake in our life today, God. We'd be changed. God, that we remember today and this be a, a habit-breaking season, hashtag 2022. I pray for one more group of people, and that's those of you that are in a battle, those who have been fighting hard on your own. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a stronghold. Um, maybe it's an attitude or depression. You've been fighting and fighting and fighting. Can I encourage you today that Jesus is battling for you, that Jesus has battled already for you as well, that 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to our world to fight a battle that we could not win on our own. He fought, fought the battle of sin, death, and the grave. He was a perfect son of God. He's sinless. He came to our 
neighborhood and all the universes came to our neighborhood. The Bible says when he went to the cross, they exchanged all of his rights for all of our wrongs. He set us free. He battled our sin. That he gave us a way to escape. And on that cross, the Bible says that he went down to hell and stole the keys and rose again a third day with his freedom in hand for us. And you can have that freedom today. That with Jesus, that he is stronger than the temptation inside of you. He'll give you a way to escape. His spirit is powerful. He wants to shape you. You may be wondering what's this feeling inside of you today. That's the Holy Spirit drawing you to himself. He wants to change you and shape you. And this is what Jesus is all about. This is why church exists. It's for people like you that are struggling and that need Jesus. And so we want to give the opportunity to know Jesus. The Bible says if you confess your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised the dead, you will be saved. And so if you need Jesus today, if you need forgiveness, you don't want to battle alone, you need the God of the universe to come into your life and shape you and mold your habits, I want to give you an opportunity. Without me looking around, if that's you, and you say yes to Jesus, we just raise your hand in this place and say, I need Jesus today. Come on, put your hand up if that's you. God's moving in your heart. God's moving inside of you. Maybe you're online, you need Jesus. And if that's you, just pray this prayer. prayer the prayer doesn't save you, but your heart towards God. Just say, I believe in you, Jesus. I believe you battled for me. God, you did your best work in the cold. God, you did your best work alone. And I felt alone and cold, but today I realize that you have a purpose for my life. God, that you exchanged all of my wrong for your rights. Today I will call on you to become my savior. God, that you loved me enough to die on the cross for me. God, you can have my life. God, I need to battle this life with you, God. Help me to remove the temptation, the battle I'm in. God, lift me through this. God, use, use me any way you see fit. And I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church, give it up for God, what he's doing today. Come on. Hey, and if that's you and you have made a decision to follow Jesus today, we are so excited for you. We could not be more ecstatic that you were starting 2022 on the right foot following Jesus. And I have a couple of next steps for you. One is this, you can text RLNEXT to 97000. It's gonna connect you to some resources on our website, give you a place to share your story because our team would love nothing more than to encourage you on your journey with Jesus. And if you're joining us in person today, we actually have some red bags on the table on your way out of the worship center. You can grab one. It has a Bible in it and a connection to some of those resources. That's our free gift for you. And so please grab one. Um, and I hope that it encourages you on your journey with Jesus. Because let's be real. Sometimes walking with Jesus can be hard to turn away from those things and to turn back. And I'm so encouraged by our God. It says in his word that um, his mercy is new every morning. So you take one step today and maybe tomorrow's two back, but you keep going two steps forward, one back. You're making progress walking with Jesus. And so I have a couple of next steps for all of us as we are on this journey of breaking bad with Sean. Um, so it doesn't take too much to think about, you know, a few people that might be in your life who are far from God, but maybe close to you. Because I know that I can see my neighbor across the street is struggling in their marriage and my coworker is losing hope because they have family members who are sick. And those people really need some touch from the word of God. They need the heart of somebody who's following Jesus to reach into their life and say, you know what, I have the answer for you. And so my next step for you would be to look at those people, be praying for a few intentional people in your life that you could invite out to real life to hear the words of life that God has for them. Or maybe click that share button on our post on social media and send that to somebody who may really be struggling or need that word of hope. It is our privilege as people who follow Jesus to be able to share God with them. And so let me encourage you to take that step this year. The next step that I have for you is 
even more awesome, let me tell you, because what it is is that when you stop a bad habit, sometimes it can feel like, okay, now what? And can I give you some advice that one of the best things to do is to put a good habit back in its place in your life to fill that void and do that. And so next week, we have the opportunity at Sean and I's house at two o'clock to do our crash course. And this is not going to change all the things, but can I tell you that one of the coolest things that I've gotten to do at our church is to sit face to face with people as they just take a look back at their story with God. And they look at how God has wired them and they look at the passions that he's given them and start really thinking about what can I do to make a difference in my life? What can I do to make a difference in my family, in my community? How could I maybe take that step of giving back and serving others in the church here at Real Life or in the community? And so it would be our great honor to host you at our house next week for that. But really, let me challenge you that that is a place where you can see some ways where you can get some connections to make a difference in your life. And I promise you that God is going to open some doors and show you some things that are really just going to inspire you as you're continuing in 2022. And if you're new with us today, thank you so much for being here. This gathering is our gift for you. We want something for you and we don't want something from you. But if you call real life home and you have been faithfully here with us, we do know that God asks us to be generous. And you all are such a generous church with your finances and your time. But maybe you need to take that next step and say, oh, I've never given. Maybe I'll try it once. Or I give sporadically. Maybe I should give regularly. Or maybe some of us have the gift of being able to give extravagantly. And so we just want to be alongside with you on that journey to set the pace of the vision or to set the pace for the vision that we have to reach our community. And you can do that three ways. You can go to reallifechurchkc.com. You can click give. You can text any amount to 84321, which is a pretty slick, cool thing to do. Um, and you can also, we have a giving box in the back where you can drop cash or check if that is more convenient for you. And I lied. I have one more next step for you. So I want you to check out this video for a cool opportunity of something that God may be stirring inside of you. Hey, Real Life, you know, God challenges us to be generous with our time and our money. But I think the biggest investment that you can make into the kingdom of God is investing yourself into what he is doing all around the world. I am so excited to share with you an incredible opportunity to make a difference across the world this summer in Colombia with Real Life Church. If you have never experienced God move in a culture different from yours or been in a situation following God that caused you to step outside of your comfort zone, I know that this trip to Colombia is gonna change your life and here's why. You are gonna see faithful believers in South America following God and being on mission to reach their community for Jesus. You are gonna see God radically rock your faith as he challenges you to live on mission. You will get the opportunity to be so grateful for what you have when you see people who have so much less. And I know God is gonna challenge you to see him, his mission and his kingdom in such a bigger way than just what happens here in our community. Everything changes when you say yes to God if he is calling you to go on a missions trip this summer. And so I want to invite you to be a part of what God is doing through our strategic partnership in Colombia. And so I can tell you that as far as missions trip goes, this is a great opportunity. We are looking for a $150 deposit by February 15th to secure your spot on the trip. 
And maybe you're thinking God's calling me, but I have more questions. We actually have an info session at my house this Wednesday night at six o'clock. And I would love for you to join us to get more information and details. The trip itself is $1,600. That includes airfare. So it is a great opportunity. And let me tell you, if that sounds like a lot, don't let money be in the way of something that God is calling you to do. Because I know you never regret what you give to God and what you invest in yourself, in your faith, and in His kingdom to make a difference. Okay guys, space is limited. We only have 15 spots and you do not wanna miss out on what God is calling you to this summer. So if you wanna see God radically change your life in Bogota with us this summer, come to the info meeting, get more information online, come find me. I would love to connect you with all that God is doing so that you can see how being a part of real life here is helping people to discover real life and purpose across the world. I can't wait to see all that God is going to do in you this summer in Columbia 2022. All right, you heard it from me and you also heard it from me. So don't miss out. If God is moving in you and you're like, oh, I would love to do that, but I have questions. I don't know what that looks like. Find me, come to the info session. You can sign up for it on our events page, just the info session. It's going to give you all the details of the address and stuff. Um, it'll also connect you with my email address if you have more questions. So I would love, love, love for you to join us. And if you need prayer for anything, we'll have a member of our team down here who would love to pray for you and connect with you in that way. And then I cannot wait to see you next week on 930 or 11, because I really want you to know that whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. You guys have a great day, okay?